You notice that Andy got you all confused because at the very end of the reading that's printed there, he continued for another four verses or so. And the reason for that is because I wanted you to hear those last four verses because in it there is a mention about touching and seeing. Touching and seeing. And it reminded me of last Sunday's reading in, in our Episcopal churches and all of the mainline churches. Remember the story of, of Thomas? How it ends? He says, here, here, touch my side and you can see. Touch my side and you can see. And today, to get back to Jerusalem, the disciples, Cleopas and the unnamed disciple, go back and meet the other disciples and there Jesus says to them, touch and see. Touch and see. Now, I don't entitle sermons, but if I were to entitle sermon, I would entitle my sermon today something like touch and see or the theology of touching. Now, don't get worried. We know the problems with touching. I've told this congregation a couple of times, you know, that I like my space. I like to keep that nice space between uh, individuals and so on. But there is great power in touching. There is great good news in touching. And although it can be exploitative, you and I both know that touching can be exploitative. Think Fox News. You didn't get that, did you? (laughs) It can also be threatening. People can make a fist at you and hit you with that fist. That's a threatening motion. But touching can be an important expression of the faith which we share of the risen Christ. Because he says, touch me, touch me, and you will see. In our story today from Emmaus, when Jesus first encounters the disciples, they are scared half out of their wits. Even then, though, they recognize in some way the risen Christ, and they return back to Jerusalem, and it's there where it says, touch and see. Touching is important in the biblical narratives. Think about this. If you ever travel to the Sistine Chapel, there you will see the portrayal of God touching human beings into being. Jesus' earthly life is about the little ones climbing up on his lap in response to his welcoming touch. The lepers who were made outcast are restored by Jesus' touch. So, at the concluding of my sermon today, I want to highlight some important things about touching. Number one, touch nurtures. Touch nurtures. Before birth, we were engulfed in our mother's womb. We were nurtured by the milk of her breast. We have been consoled on our parents' shoulder. We have been held tight when we have been crying. Our parents embraced us and congratulated us on commencement day. And in the culture in which I was brought up, the culture of Cuba, there is a word for it, it's called el abrazo. And the abrazo is a hug. And it's intended to be a nurturing touch, a powerful nurturing touch. In our liturgy, which we adopted in the mid-1970s, 60s, and 70s, we decided to add another moment of touching in our liturgy. It's called the exchange of the peace. When after confession, after absolution, we greet each other and we are invited to touch each other by holding hands, by joining hands with the person next to you. I want to encourage you not to take touching for granted. I think acceptance, encouragement, Trust comes through in the touch of a hand upon hands as the risen Lord touches us through other people. A nurturing touch gets through when nothing else will do. Here's the second comment. Touch reconciles. 
touch reconciles. In Jesus' parable, the prodigal son gets the bare hug from the father, the reconciling father, and it says it all. It speaks of God's love. Through the open doors, arms of forgiving and forgiven, the wounds are set upon a path of healing. The reconciling touch surrounds all barriers. Do you remember the magic moment of that film, Driving Miss Daisy? It was on TV not too long ago, so I am reminded of that movie, Driving Miss Daisy. And in it, you see the African-American chauffeur and the white patrician lady wordlessly clasping their hands together in a simple yet, I think, profoundly moving gesture. A moment pointing to the wonder of the reconciliation that we all need to have with each other. Do you remember the photograph of the Camp David Accord? There they were, Jimmy Carter, Anwar Sadat, Menachem Begin, all holding hands together as a symbol of a moment of reconciliation, a statement of the wonder of reconciliation. And touch, touch can make that happen. Touch sanctifies memory. In our TV room at our home, Lou and I have the rocking chair that my mother left us. And Lou has china and silverware that has been handed down from her grandmother to her mother to her. And one day we hope to be able to hand it down to Sophia and Amelia. Our mothers have long ago gone back, back to God, to the womb of God, and they have relinquished those plates, that silverware, and that chair. But since they were part of their life, they become important to us. We can hold them, and we can remember them. Touch sanctifies memory. You and I know that there is a very thin veil between earth and heaven. And all those things that we have in our house that have been passed along from our parents to us, remind us of them, and they become real again, and we feel their presence by touching those things that have been handed down. And touch cements relationships. Today, we're, as I said, at the 10 o'clock, at 10 o'clock, we will be having the adult forum led by our guests from South Africa. Some 12 years or so ago, we decided to have a relationship with the people of St. Peter and St. Paul Church in Spring, South Africa, to help build a center of education for the people from the informal settlements near Spring, South Africa. And one of the things that we decided to do very early on was that this could not become a paternalistic relationship. We wanted to make sure that there was no subject of the ministry and no object of the ministry. The only way that this thing could last and could exist and could be formidable for all of us would be if there was a subject to the ministry and a subject to the ministry. And the only way that we could make that happen was by having our friends from South Africa come and visit us every other year while we took a group from St. John's Church to South Africa on an every other year basis. Because we know in the Anglican Communion that our faith is incarnational, that our faith is about touching, our faith is about seeing each other. It's about completing what Martin Buber wrote in I and Thou. No object to the ministry, only subjects to the ministry. 
And I don't know what the folks in South Africa get from our presence with them, but I can tell you that we get more than we give in the relationship and in the presence, their presence among us. And from my perspective, touch cements our relationships. In our story today, Jesus breaks bread with those disciples, those first disciples. And so today we do the same thing as part of our memory. We remember that we can't participate in that original Last Supper, but we can remember it by participating in it and touching that bread and drinking that wine. It's about touching, the value of touching and seeing, the importance of touching and seeing, because you and I both know that touch nurtures, Touch reconciles, touch sanctifies memory, and touch will always cement our relationships. Amen.